Hello everyone, it's Ashley with Amare, owner and founder of Amare Healing Arts, Plastic Surgery Recovery Center, and Holistic Clinic, specializing in manual lymphatic drainage. We have two locations in New Jersey, Highland Park and Elizabeth, and I also offer virtual consults if you're not in New Jersey but still need help with your recovery. You can give the office a call at 732-841-0142 to set up your sessions. We have our post-op shop where we offer post-op supplies like lipofoams and BBL pillows and I teach you guys how to use those products with the videos that we have on our product page. That's amarepostopshop.com. We also have our online courses where I teach you guys what massages you would need after plastic surgery, when to get your massages, who to get them from, what the lymphatic system is, what lymphatic massages actually are, and all the research that you would need on your post-op massages and finding a lymphatic therapist. All of these links are in our bio as well as in the description boxes, so you guys can go and check that out. I will see you guys soon. Ashley with Amare. Bye! Hello, people of the internets. It is I, Ashley with Amare, here to drop some more plastic surgery things on you and teach you about plastic surgery things. So today we're going to be talking about BBLs. What is a BBL? What is that? So we hear it and we think, oh, bigger butt, but how? What exactly is it? So BBL is one of those terms like mommy makeover or FUPA. It's another plastic surgery term. So what does it mean? So I have an article here from the Cleveland Clinic. I talk about the Cleveland Clinic a lot and I get a lot of my articles from there because they do really good research um, and they have a lot of good informational and educational stuff. So my.clevelandclinic.org slash health slash treatments slash Brazilian butt lift is the article link. So you guys can go and Google that if you're interested in reading the article. It's a very long article, so I'm going to take the important pieces and talk about the things and explain them to you. So... What is a BBL? BBL, a Brazilian butt lift BBL, is a procedure that improves or augments the look of your glutes in addition to removing fat from other parts of your body liposuction. So what does that mean? BBL is Brazilian butt lift. You cannot have a BBL without having liposuction first. Why? Because they need to take the fat from somewhere. So when you say you had a BBL, it involves liposuction. There are other procedures that do not involve taking fat from your body. Those are gluteal implants or fillers. That is a different kind of BBL, Brazilian butt lift. But a traditional Brazilian butt lift is liposuctioning fat out from wherever you have fat. So either your arms, your back, your stomach, your sides, your thighs, anywhere that we can take the extra fat and putting it into the glutes. So it says, however, a Brazilian butt lift isn't a traditional lift procedure like a facelift or breast lift despite its name. A Brazilian butt lift adds volume to and improves the shape of your glutes. It won't improve sagging or excess skin. So let's talk about that for a minute. When you talk about a facelift, right, it's usually because the skin on your face starts drooping. When you talk about a breast lift, it's usually because the skin on your breast starts drooping. So they go in and they cut and they pull the skin. Same thing with a breast lift. They will cut and lift and pull the skin. We're not doing anything with the skin directly with a Brazilian butt lift. What we are doing is filling your glutes so the skin may look tighter and firmer and kind of pull. So think about a balloon that's half full where it's kind of like saggy and squishy and then a balloon that's 
full all the way and how the skin of the balloon is stretched and perfectly rounded. So that's what we're, that's what happens with the skin. That's what we're doing is we're filling the gluteal area or your butt with fat taken from somewhere else with lipo and it's going to look different. It's going to augment. So certain areas are going to be filled. It's going to look more full. You guys get the picture. A result of that can be if you do have some laxity on your hips or on your glutes, that will kind of stretch out and look firmer and not sag as much because we're filling it up. But we are not directly cutting and lifting any of the skin. We're just adding fat. So you have to get lipo done. They liposuction the fat out from wherever. That fat is harvested or taken from you. It is then cleaned and purified, separated, and then they put it into your glutes and they fill certain areas or they fill the whole thing for volume. So another name for a BBL is butt augmentation with fat grafting and safe subcutaneous buttock augmentation. So again, butt augmentation with fat grafting. We are grafting the fat. We're taking it from somewhere. We're putting it somewhere else. That is fat grafting. So then it says, who's a good candidate for a Brazilian butt lift? Be finished developing. So what does that mean? You don't want to be a teenager getting a Brazilian butt lift when your tissue is still developing. So you want to make sure that everything is in there. It's all developed. It's all fine. All that's good. Be in good physical health. We got to take the fat from somewhere um, and you need to have enough fat. And that's the next thing. Have enough excess body fat available in other parts of your body to transfer to your glutes. So your lower back, middle back, upper back, flanks, bra roll, arms, front of your abdomen, upper and lower, sides, uh, legs, arms, all of those areas we can take fat from. But you have to have enough fat. That's the thing. So there's something called a skinny BBL that I have a video on. And a skinny BBL is not for projection. It's not to make it bigger. It's just to shape what you already have there. So let's picture this as your, your butt, right? A skinny BBL would just be doing a little bit here to round it out, doing a little bit on the bottom to round it out to make the whole thing look a little more round and symmetrical versus square, right? So that would be a skinny BBL. A full BBL, like a, like a full-blown traditional BBL, would be liposuction. You have to have lipo. They take the fat out, and then they can give you lots of volume and projection rather than just shaping and filling out the sides and filling out the hip dips. So that's the BBL thing. You have to have enough fat, and that goes with what's also in this article, have realistic expectations. So if you guys don't have, like me, I got nothing nowhere. We can't take anything from anywhere. I have no fat to take to put in my glutes. So I'm not even going to do a skinny BBL because I don't have enough. But having realistic expectations. Let's say I did want to do that and I did only I was only able to take a liter of fat. I'm going to have a skinny BBL. I'm not going to have full projection because there's not enough fat to take. If you are tiny and you want to have a bigger butt and get it enhanced or augmented, there are um, fillers that you can add to do a BBL, kind of controversial. Same thing with gluteal implants, also kind of controversial. I'm going to do two other videos on that, um, teaching you guys what that's about. But there are other ways if you don't have the fat to enhance the glute area without doing like a traditional BBL, which involves liposuction. So that's what that says. Um, how long does it last? This is a very good question. So the effects of a BBL are semi-permanent. 
We'll get to that. They should last several years and many even last over decades without any follow-up treatment. However, your body changes as you get older, which can affect your results over time. To preserve the effects of your BBL, you should maintain a consistent weight. So let's get into this. It is fat that is taken from somewhere and put somewhere else. It is fat. It is part of your body. If you start going really hard on the cardio right after your BBL or within that first year, second year, as your body loses fat, as you slim down, you're going to lose your BBL. It's fat. So you have to be able to maintain that healthy weight. So that's another part of it. Your BBL can go away. Um, not fully. That's a whole different video, reversing your BBL. Your BBL won't go away fully, but you may lose some of that fat. And then again, as you get older, as the skin starts to change, things like that. So making sure you're maintaining a healthy weight overall. So if you've had a BBL and you're looking for that sculpted toned shape, obviously we know muscle eats fat. That's the thing. Um, cutting and losing weight is going to change your BBL a little bit. So making sure that you're not doing anything like working out super aggressively, super hard training all the time, because that's going to deteriorate the results of the BBL by burning away all the fat that we just paid to put in there. So that's a whole nother video. Um, but the next thing, which is super important, what happens before a BBL procedure? So it says you must be at least 18, year old, 18 years old um, or complete puberty. We talked about that. So expectations, why do you want a BBL? Um, risk, are you aware of the risk involved in a BBL procedure, including fat embolism? So let's talk about that real quick. BBLs have been known and kind of shamed. And now they're doing like the safe BBL thing in Miami using ultrasound to see where we're putting the fat properly. Again, whole nother video. I'm going to do a whole BBL series to explain all these things in detail, but fat embolism. So in a lot of other countries, sometimes here very rarely, but in a lot of other countries, there is a difference between injecting the fat over the muscle in your actual fatty tissue that you already have there and under or in the muscle where the cannula or the rod that they're injecting you with is going into the muscle itself, which can hit nerves, which can poke holes in your muscles and make them not work properly or fat embolism, which is where those fat cells go into the blood capillaries, travel through your bloodstream, and can clog up things and cause lots of problems. We're not going to get too deep into that. I'm not going to say anything more about it because I'll do a whole in-depth video with articles and medical journals and everything. But that was a risk and is a risk. Um, make sure that if you have any pre-existing health conditions and risk factors, you talked about them with your surgeon, all of those things. Um, that's something, all these risks are, is something you want to talk to your surgeon about. So if you are a smoker, if you have, you know, other pre-existing medical conditions, if you're on certain medications, all of those things, as always with any surgery should be talked about with your surgeon when you're going in for the consultation, like lay everything out, be like, look, I smoke this much. I drink this much. I work out this much. This is my workout regimen. Like for me, I would be very honest going in, like I rock climb three times a week and I'm standing on my feet all day in session with clients. My body's constantly burning. Like I'm burning more calories than I'm taking in most days because I can't eat enough for the amount that I'm, that I'm going all the time. So would I be a good candidate for a BBL? And then the surgeon will tell you based on your body shape, your body type, your lifestyle, what you do. 
So what happens during a BBL procedure? So you are sedated, put under with general anesthesia. Now, general anesthesia means you're not awake. That's where they knock you out. There are some BBL procedures where you are awake. There are certain places that do that. So that's another good question to ask your surgeon. Am I going to be awake or am I going to be in that like twilight state where I'm, you know, kind of awake, but under a little bit and not really feeling anything? Or am I going to be put with general anesthesia where I am out? That is something you need to ask your surgeon, depending on how they're doing your BBL and your lipo. Um, So this is a good point. If you only need to have a small amount of fat transferred, so skinny BBL, small amount of fat transferred, you may only need local anesthesia, which is that like twilighty, I'm awake, but I'm like super out of it type of thing. If given local anesthesia, you will be awake during the process because it only numbs a small section of the body. So again, something to ask your surgeon about when you're going in for your consult. Once you're asleep and numbed, your surgeon and their team of healthcare providers, here's, here's the fun part. Use a suction device attached to a small stainless steel instrument called a cannula. So this is the liposuction part. So they numb you up or they put you out. Then they go in with the cannula, which is a rod. I have pictures of it on my Instagram, which is a rod with like a little, it's basically like a, like a big rod with like a cut on the end. So it's like a really big, if you want to think about needle, um, but it's not a needle, it's a cannula. So it's stainless steel, it goes in there. They make small incisions or cuts in your body to insert the cannula into the fatty areas between your skin and your muscles. So we're not going into the body like this. We're going on a horizontal angle in between the layers to get the fat. So remove excess fat with a suction cannula, Um, large amounts of fat is usually needed to perform a BBL. We talked about that. Usually 300 to 500 cc's on each side. So when they're taking out the fat, it is measured by either cc's or liters. And then when they're putting the fat in your BBL, it's measured by cc's. So cubic centimeters. I have a whole video explaining to you guys the difference and how to know how much that actually means. Because we hear 300 cc's, 500 cc's. We don't really know what that means in terms of like liters. And even we hear liters, and unless you're holding a liter water bottle, then you can kind of measure. So I have a whole video where I have a liter water bottle and I explain to you guys so you can visually see how much that is. So that's also on our YouTube. Um, The purified purify the fat that's removed. So after they take out the amount, like they said, usually 300 to 500 cc's, um, the purified, they then purify the fat. So they put it in this big container and they spin it and separate it from all of like the fluids. And then they've got the good healthy fat. Um, I will actually post a video of that on my Instagram so you guys can see it. I'll post it as a reel. So they make three to five small incisions in this specific area around your glutes. So usually, depending on how much we're doing, it's two, like right on your hips above your lower back or right by your lower back above your glutes, one at your tailbone region. And then sometimes, depending on how much we're doing, two on the sides of your hips or two on the bottom of like your thighs or the bottom of your BBL. Those can vary. There is no standard for how many incisions um, or which ones go where. That's going to depend on where they're putting the fat 
on your BBL, where they're sculpting, how much you're getting done. That is from surgeon to surgeon, from person to person, totally different. So usually the incisions are around your glute area, tailbone, lower back, sides of your hips, bottom of your thighs, or top of your thighs, bottom of your glutes. So they make three to five small incisions, but that can vary depending on surgeon, depending on your surgery, depending on how much we're doing. So they inject the purified fat into the incisions. They go into the incision with the cannula, different cannula than they use to take the fat out. We're going to do a whole video on cannulas um, and what the different ones are and how they're used. But they use a different type of cannula to inject the fat back into your glute region. The upper region of your BBL receives the most of the fat. The middle of your BBL receives less. And then the purified fat is injected into the subcutaneous tissue instead of the muscle. They stitch your liposuction and your BBL incisions closed. So the part where they say the upper region receives the most fat, the middle of your glutes receive less, that's also going to vary from surgeon to surgeon. I've seen where, again, with skinny BBL, we're not even touching that center because we're not looking for projection in the center. We're just looking to shape the outside. So it depends. Every surgeon is an artist. This is not like the standard golden rule. This is just this one article explaining it. So that's how it happens. So they go in, they liposuction the fat out, they suck it out, they then put it in a container, they spin it, they purify it, and then they re-inject it into your glutes. So what happens after a BBL procedure? Once you wake up, you feel dazed, you may feel sore, um, One thing they don't say in here, which they don't tell you about, and I'm going to tell you about this, your recovery, which we're going to talk about at the end, you're going to swell in your BBL. Your BBL is going to swell. Your butt is going to look really, really big, which can either be for some people who are looking for it to be bigger, a good thing, or people who are just looking for shaping and sculpting rather than projection and volume, not so great. And they want it to shrink and go down. You are going to have swelling. Your BBL is going to be healed Anywhere from like the six month or I'm sorry, the six week to the eight week to the three month mark. It depends on how much you had done, how much swelling you have. If you're getting your manual lymphatic drainage massages, it all depends right on person to person, surgery to surgery. But the fat tends to be in there and have its own blood supply at six to eight weeks. So again, they say in here, it may take up to six months for your body to fully recover after the BBL. Now, Please do not forget, this is a double-ended procedure. You are getting lipo as well. Your BBL is not the only thing that we're waiting to heal. We have to heal the lipo area too. So I'll talk about that afterwards. Um, Then it just talks about the advantages of a BBL, the risks or complications, which we should mention. So your BBL or your glutes contain many blood vessels and nerves. If the cannula strikes any of these during surgery, it can lead to injury or fat embolism. And we talked about that a little bit. So we're going to have a video on the risks of a BBL and the whole safe BBL thing that they're doing in Miami. But again, that cannula is going in between the layers, not into the muscle or under the muscle. It's going directly into your tissue. Um, Bruising, infection, skin discoloration or changes, swelling. We know these. So all of all of the standard, any kind of surgery complications obviously will happen with this as well because it's surgery. So recovery time. This is where I'm going to uh, not read all of this on this article because it doesn't talk specifically about the swelling and what you guys go through. Um, And that's the end of the article. So let's talk about recovery. Yay. Um, 
So swelling in your BBL, let's get back to that. Anytime you have any kind of a cut or injury, your body is going to swell. It is a natural process that your body does. Swelling is healing juices, especially for a BBL. So what are we trying to do here? Yes, we're putting fat in, but, but how does this work? So the fat is in liquid form. And I have a really cool video of this on my Instagram of a doctor showing the fat like out of a little syringe, the fat coming out and like how the blood capillaries make connections. So your fat is put in there, right? And it's just floating around in your tissue. Swelling comes in to fill the area and heal the area. Swelling is healing juices. Swelling is what carries the white blood cells and all the material to help heal the tissue to the area. So swelling comes in to help it heal and make your BBL permanent. Then blood capillaries make and sprout little new connections to this tiny little fat cell. So blood capillaries come in there and blood capillaries start feeding the fat, nutrients, and blood supply to make it stick and become permanent. So then after the blood supply is established and the fats become part of your body, then at usually week four to six, when you're working with me, week four to six, swelling starts to come down and that's when you get the fluff phase. That's when the fluff fairy comes. You guys love to make up all these terms for medical things as, as like they're real things. So the fluff fairy or the fluffing stage, all that means is you have this fat cell. It got a new blood supply and there's swelling around it, containing it and holding it so that it heals. When the swelling starts to come down, that fat will feel like breast tissue or tissue on your thighs or tissue on your stomach. It'll be soft. It'll be firm. It won't be super squishy. It'll be firm, but it'll be soft. It won't be hard anymore. So that usually happens at whatever time, depending on what you're doing for your aftercare, at whatever time your swelling starts to come down is when that fluffing or softening of your BBL is going to happen. So for the first like month, it's going to be hard because all the swelling's in there helping it heal. And then as the swelling starts to come down naturally, because it doesn't need to be there anymore, and those fat cells make their connection and their little permanent home in there, your swelling will come down and everything will soften. Now, how? Like, how does that happen? So areas, or I should say when, areas of higher concentration will take longer because there's more in there to heal. Areas of lower concentration will fluff first. So in the event of a regular BBL, let's say we're going for shaping on the outside and then volume and projection and then underneath volume and projection and on top volume and projection, let's say we're doing everything, right? So if we're doing all of that, the areas that we're putting more in to get more volume and projection, that area that's going to be more dense is going to take the longest to fluff or become soft. So the areas on the sides of your hips and your back and underneath your glutes, depending, again, this is so subjective, depending on what areas have more fat in there, what we're trying to achieve, those will stay harder longer. So it's not like your whole BBL just softens all at once everywhere. It'll do it in parts. And the parts that have less fat in them are the parts that are going to do it first. And then the parts that are more dense are going to be the parts that are going to fluff last. Um, accompanied with this fluffing is the itching. Yes, we talk a lot about itching. Um, itching is your nerves starting to come back, your swelling starting to come down. But if you are dry and it's like insane itch, I have a whole video on that. That's a whole different thing. Any of the healing itch stuff. Um, so itching is a thing. 
softening is a thing and that's how it happens. And that's what to expect with your softening. It's not just going to be like, oh, the fluff fairy came all at once everywhere in the whole area. Now, if you're having a skinny BBL where we're just doing shaping, little bit low concentration in several areas, yes, it may all happen at once. If it is all the same amount of concentration, a little bit everywhere, you won't have as much swelling and it won't take as long. It may not take six to eight weeks. It may be anywhere between week three and week six because you don't have as much swelling because you didn't have as much put in. So it's all subjective, but keep in mind areas of lower concentration will be the thing that fluffs or softens first. Areas of higher concentration will be a little bit firmer. They're supposed to be. They're supposed to be, guys. I'm like whispering into the mic. They are supposed to be because that's how your body's healing. We don't want to get rid of that swelling. We want to make sure that stays to make your fat permanent. That's making its new home. Swelling is healing juices. The problem comes in when swelling becomes hard. It's no longer healing juices. It is now a fibrotic brick. I have tons of videos on fibrosis. But we want to make sure your BBL stays swollen for as long as it needs to stay swollen. When we are doing your manual lymphatic drainage massages, whoever, if it's not me or whomever, whomever is doing these massages for you should never, I'll say it again, never be touching your fat transfer area. Never. Because we don't want to move any of that around. In that first like two to three weeks, it's liquid with swelling in there. It's all liquid. Your fat hasn't become an actual permanent cell in there yet. It's a liquid. It's just floating in there. We don't want to crush it. This is why they say don't sit on it. We don't want to put pressure because the fat will die. It does not have stable connections and blood supply yet. We don't want anybody touching it. We don't want anybody massaging it or rubbing it or using anything on it. I have seen so many things. We want to be so careful of that area. It is so fragile and delicate until we hit like that six week mark where the fat cells are starting to make their connections in there and their actual permanent home. We are not messing with that. So when you go to get your massages and when even if someone tells you after a BBL procedure, because again, you've had liposuction, do your massages at home. Do not touch fat transfer. Do not touch it. Leave it alone. Let it heal. Don't touch it. That's how we mess it up. Don't do that. Um, even if we're talking about fat transfer to the breasts, which I have a video on, we do not want to compress that. We do not want to rub or massage or anything with that. Leave it alone. And that brings me to the next point, compression. You can be in a garment that is over compressing your BBL. I have seen BBL garments that have the entire butt cut out. Yes, there is no compression there, but, but the, the ring, the ring, of the seam where there's no fabric, that ring is gonna cut into you and cause more pressure and can cause the fat to die. So with BBLs, you never want a garment where there's no fabric in the back and you're just hanging out all loosey-goosey. You wanna make sure there's something there. The other thing, um, compression where there is something there, there's that sheer material. The compression needs to be <laughs> 10, 10 to 15 to 20 MMHG. So MMHG is mercury level of mercury pressure. It's how we measure pressure. So you want to have something 
holding you. You don't just want to be flapping in the wind back there. You want to have something holding you, but you want to make sure it's not super tight or pinching or cutting in. Here's where the thing comes in with that, where you need to find a specialist like me who specializes in compression after plastic surgery to know what compression you need for your BBL because you will have all of that swelling. You will be numb. You won't know if it's pinching or cutting or squeezing. Now, if it is pinching or cutting or squeezing the garment back there, yeah, you're going to feel it. You're not that numb. You're going to feel it. It's going to be like, oh, something's really wrong back here. This doesn't feel good. But you can be numb to the point where it is too much pressure and you don't feel it. So if you guys need help with your garments, set up a virtual with me. We'll get to that at the end of the video. But we want to make sure... Number one thing, you have some sort of compression back there and covering. You still need the 10 to 15 to 20 at most, but 10 to 15 range of compression. You don't want no compression at all back there. You want to have something. So make sure your garment, that area is covered. Um, we do have a garment for that. We're not going to get into that today, but there's that. Now, the lipo part of it. Uh, we talked about the BBL healing part of it. What about the lipo part of it? Hello, we had surgery on other areas too. So I have tons of videos on healing after liposuction, fibrosis after liposuction, proper compression after liposuction. We want to make sure that we are healing both things at the same time. We do not want six, eight weeks to go by, your BBL is healed, and your lipo area, your stomach, let's just say your stomach, is swollen and hard or like a rock like a board with fibrosis at six weeks because once you're done with your BBL and it's fat that's healed and it's permanent and it's good and it's shaped and it's awesome, you can get out of your garment if, if and only if your lipo is healed because you still need that compression for your lipo area. We don't want to get to the point where your BBL looks perfect and you're stuck in a garment for another two months because we now have to use the foams in your garment to get the fibrosis to turn back to swelling and then get your MLD massages, your lymph massages, manual lymphatic drainage to get the swelling out and your BBL is already healed and you could be sitting and doing whatever you want, but we didn't heal the lipo area. So making sure we're paying attention to that. It is a two-part deal. It is liposuction and BBL fat transfer. So I also there's also the BBL pillow thing that I didn't mention because I have tons of videos on that as well. But a BBL pillow, what is that for? So it goes under your thighs, not on your butt. It goes under your thighs to properly lift you when you're sitting off of any surface so your butt is floating above that surface so we're not putting pressure on it. Now, with a BBL pillow, you don't want to be sitting for more than like, I'd say an hour at most at a time. Because again, it's still going to be pressure that you're putting down on the back of your thighs. Your thighs are going to get sore. So we want to make sure that we're using it in different ways. I have lots of videos on how to use it so that it doesn't cause pressure on the back of your thighs. But BBL pillow and garment are the two things you need to heal your BBL. For your liposuction, lipofoams to make sure we're not building up fibrosis and that fluid stays fluid and doesn't thicken or harden into fibrosis. So lipofoams and garment, which you're going to be wearing for your BBL anyway, your whole BBL journey. So we want to make sure that we are paying attention to both surgeries at the same time and not so hyper-focused on just the BBL while the BBL is just doing its thing, it's just hanging out, it's just healing on its own, you want to be focusing on your lipo area. That's the biggest mistake I see everybody see, or I see everybody do. So those are like the major things. When it comes to healing your lipo area, 
Getting your massages. The rest of this video is going to be about your massages. When it comes to getting massages, number one, as I said before, no one is touching your fat transfer ever. Do not let anyone massage or manipulate your hips and your butt. And honestly, we don't even do the back of the legs until you are six to eight weeks out if you, if you even still have residual swelling. We need to make sure that stays. Do not let anyone touch that for the first two months. Um, in month three, once it's healed, then we can do whatever we want. But let's just not have anybody touch it. Leave it alone. Let it heal. The lipo for your massages. You can start your manual emphatic drainage. I'm not talking about body contouring. I'm not talking about cavitation. I'm not talking about any other kind of post-op massage. I'm talking about this gentle skin stretching movement. I'm not pushing down. I'm stretching the skin and releasing, stretching the skin and releasing, stretching and releasing. That's going to be done everywhere except your BBL. We're not going near that. That is manual lymphatic drainage. That is going to get your body to reabsorb the swelling so you pee it out. I got tons of videos on that too if you don't know what it is. But that is what you need. And you can start 48 hours after if you are able to get up and get to a session because you need to be healed enough to get up and walk, your butt is going to be swollen and sore. Your stomach is going to be swollen and sore. So yes, depending on, again, if we're going for a lot of fat taken out and a lot of fat put in, or just a little bit taken out and a little bit sculpting, is when you're going to come in. Um, my clients who usually get just like the little bit of sculpting and not like huge projection or volume, they're in 48 hours after because they're okay enough to be. But people who are getting major projection and like four liters of lipo taken out in their stomach, which is a lot, um, they're going to be sitting home for like maybe four or five days before they come in. Because again, we need to make sure you're well enough to get into the office and to get any kind of anything done at all. So resting is more important than getting your massages. But again, manual lymphatic drainage is extremely gentle. It is just moving the skin. That's it in a very specific manner to get your body to reabsorb the swelling so you pee it out. And that is for your liposuction. We are doing that everywhere, lipo area, all of it not the BBL, we're starting 48 hours after at the earliest, at the earliest. You can start later. If you are in the position where your surgeon says no massages at all, if you are in the position where you didn't know, like maybe you did wood therapy cavitation for your lipo and stuff and you still have swelling, maybe you're three months out, your BBL is perfectly healed, but your lipo area is still not healed, you can still come in after your BBL is healed, to take care of the lipo area. Is it going to mean that you're in your garment longer with your foams longer? Is it going to mean that you're going to have to go through the healing process a little bit longer because you're now having to deal with the swelling and fibrosis? Yes. But if it is a type of situation where you cannot come in and you're worried about, oh my God, but if my BBL heals first and then my lipo, it's going to be crazy and it's not going to heal right. You can still come in. We can address all the lipo madness, any healing you need to do, we can address that after your BBL is healed if it's going to be easier for you and if we need to. But I say it all the time. Good news is swelling's not going to go anywhere. Bad news is swelling's not going to go anywhere. You're going to have to deal with it at some point. But again, good news is we can still deal with it and get it out even after your BBL is healed because, again, it's two separate surgeries. So the BBL heals, you still got swelling on your stomach and stuff, totally okay. So 
You can start 48 hours if you can or anytime after that. And again, it is that gentle skin stretching motion done to the skin. If you want to do the body contouring, the cavitation, the radio frequency, the wood therapy, all of those things, save it for once you have no more swelling and you're healed. I have tons of videos on that too. So recap this video. BBL, Brazilian butt lift, is not actually lifting your skin. That is a side effect of the actual procedure, which is lipoing fat out from your wherever you have fat and putting it into your glutes. BBL can be something as simple as a skinny BBL where we're shaping or something as big as taking out four liters of lipo and giving full projection and shaping. BBL can be done under local anesthesia or general anesthesia. General anesthesia is where they knock you out. Local is where you're in that twilighty still awake. Those are things you need to ask your surgeon. Um, BBL recovery, six to eight weeks till the fat's permanent. Swelling can be longer than that depending on what you're doing for your aftercare. And if you are seeing someone like me who is an MLD specialist with plastic surgery that is working with you to get your swelling out as you're healing rather than waiting until you're healed. You can wait until you're healed and then deal with the swelling. Or if you still have swelling and you've tried all the other stuff and you're worried because your BBL is now healed but your lipo's not, you can still come in and we can still deal with it. Um, when it comes to the fat, it needs six to eight weeks to become permanent and make its own blood capillary connections. The fluffing just means that your swelling is coming down and your fat is becoming permanent and making its own home in there and healing. That will happen anywhere from week four to six along with the fat happening anywhere from week six to eight. Your lipo area can heal within that six to eight weeks. It can be totally done and totally healed if we're working actively to get that swelling out so it heals. Um, but if we're not and there's still swelling in there and fibrosis, your lipo may take longer to heal than your BBL. But it can heal all at the same time, six to eight weeks, be totally done with everything if we're actively taking care of the lipo as the BBL is healing. Because again, we cannot touch the BBL while it's healing. That fat needs to sit in there with the swelling and heal. Um, garments, you want a BBL garment that is covering your BBL. No open holes just hanging out there in the world. We want all of that to be contained at a very low compression gradient, um, not too much pressure. And sitting, laying is a no-no, which is why we have our BBL pillow to make sure that you are always supported so you're not putting direct pressure because that fat is just fluid floating around in there until it makes its home at six to eight weeks. So that's a little bit about that. The types of massages you should be getting for your BBL in those first weeks while you're swollen and while you're healing, manual lymphatic drainage massages. After you're healed, you can do body contouring, all the things that you want to do if you feel like you need to. So if you need help with garments, if you need help with your BBL, if you have questions about it and you're like, oh, I'm really thinking about it, I need help. Or, oh, I've had it, but my lipo is kind of a mess and uh, I don't know what to do. Call the office. We are located in New Jersey, Highland Park and Elizabeth. So if you're in New Jersey, you can come in to see me and we could take a look. If you are not in New Jersey, I do virtual sessions so we can still help and take a look with everything um, and figure out your garment and figure out your BBL pillow and see what's going on with your fibrosis. We can cover all of it. So I am also, because you're still going to need your massages, Coming up soon, I am releasing a course on how to find an MLD therapist, a lymphatic massage therapist, post-op. Not someone who's just going to use oil and machines and body contouring and all of that, but somebody that has my knowledge and skill set, how to find more people like me 
to make sure you're going to someone after surgery that really knows the lymphatic system, that really knows how to reroute fluid and how to do that gentle skin stretching motion in the lymphatic pathways properly, not just rubbing you all over. That's not the same thing. We're working directly with the lymphatic system, not working over it in all kinds of strokes. It's a very sciencey thing. So that course is going to be coming out soon on how to find a lymphatic therapist for surgery um, and how to know. And that course is also included how to know what you're even looking for, right? Because how, how do we find someone if we don't know what we're looking for? So what lymphatic massage is, what it's supposed to do after surgery, what you need it for, when you need to do it, when you can start, um, and then how to find someone. Once we know what we're looking for, finding someone is a lot easier. So again, the kind of massages you want at that like six to eight week period, that 48 hours to eight weeks is manual lymphatic drainage for your lipo area not for your BBL. No one's touching your BBL. Saying it one more time. But if you want to set up a virtual or you need help or you want to come in, 732-841-0142. Call our office. If you DM us, we will tell you to call the office. If you send an email, we will tell you to call the office to set up an appointment. I need to actually see you and speak with you to be able to help you. So give the office a call. Um, Alex, our happy Alex, uh, will totally totally be there to help you answer any questions she can minimally about the booking process and manual lymphatic drainage and the sessions and all of that. So call Happy Alex, 732-841-0142. We are in Highland Park and Elizabeth, New Jersey, and I do virtuals. If you need foams for your lipo recovery, if you need to learn how to sit on your BBL pillow, because there is a correct way to sit on it so that it doesn't hurt. If you need to learn what kind of BBL pillow you need, Amare Post-Op Shop. There are videos on the product page that teach you guys about these things so you don't have to dig through the YouTube. So go to the link in our bio on our Instagram or amarepostopshop.com and you can click on the BBL pillow picture and the video's right there on the product page. Same thing with the foams. So guys, this was great. A little bit about BBLs. I expected this to be a shorter video because I thought it was an easy thing, but we are 40 minutes in. Thank you for hanging in there with me. Ashley with Amare. I will see you guys soon. I hope this was helpful. Have a good rest of your day. Bye.